Welcome to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. Today, our topic of discussion is a new math built on belief. As we see in the financial world now, uh, that uh, the, the, let's say Wall Street in US and many other places in the financial world is quite used to companies setting and meeting expectations in terms of um, financial expectation, many other things. But only recently, uh, you would have seen, and we see all across us, uh, all too often companies that are playing that fail-safe game, you know, come it, do it setting, they're not doing too well. So what's going on? So, so there is a new kind of math which is uh, showing up. It's not that one plus one equal to two kind of math. And, and in today, today's time, leaders uh, should have the ability to build a belief in a yet unseen future, the way Elon Musk talks about his product line, the way Google would be think, talking about artificial intelligence, or uh, let's say what Amazon was saying a few years ago. He was not talking about just how much profit he will make. And, and, and they are building a belief system or belief in, 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 in a future which is unseen. So that algebraic math is being replaced by a, a new math on belief. And today for our discussions, I have with me Gaurav Rastogi. Gaurav Rastogi is joining me from California. Gaurav is a co-founder of an artificial intelligence startup, Infinote.com. Uh, he started that after a very long and successful career in driving sales transformation at an $8 billion software services company. Uh, he is author of two business books. And beyond that, he is pretty sought after and uh, a creative corporate person. A lot of corporations rely on him and invite him for discussions uh, as well as some other organizations for another uh, part of his personality which mixed with his corporate experience creates a very fuller personality and can contribute to businesses as well as societies. So what is that? Gaurav is founder of a nonprofit, Mantra Chakra Foundation, that promotes healthy living through meditation and yoga, the base for deep thinking. He is a meditation teacher with advanced yoga credentials and has also authored one meditation ebook and a podcast on meditation called Living Meditation. And these are all available on iTunes and everywhere else. Welcome, Gaurav. Hello, Mahesh. Gaurav, uh, we had a lot of discussion about uh, a human worker uh, from uh, a person joining uh, at the beginning of the career to the man on the mountain, uh, which you described, which you used to describe as the leader. Uh, basically, what we have done till now is that how for being successful, the human workers have to behave like uh, a yogi at work and uh, which includes uh, all aspects of a human personality, not only being physically fit, doing yoga, but mentally, spiritually all aligned. Now today I wanted to uh, discuss with you on the Penta Digital Framework which you have created for a human worker to behave like a yogi at work. Uh, what is the significance of this new math floating around? 
and also as you had explained last time the power of trust uh, can you please elaborate uh, how does it work and what should one do to use that one very specific the pinky figure which you called in the last episode uh, for the new math and power of trust so question number one is what it is uh, more in detail and second what should one do to leverage that quality to go on a journey towards becoming a successful person which we call that uh, as yogi at work sure Mahesh. Uh, first let's do the numbers right everything everything we look at um, in the modern world seems to be about all about the numbers uh, they say data is the new oil and uh, and that uh, mining data will create tremendous value and and there is no doubt that it will create tremendous value but Let's look at the numbers, shall we? Uh, if you look at uh, a lot of these tech companies that are uh, that are listing on the stock market, in fact, there was an IPO only last week, and I had an opportunity to look at their prospectus, and they had something interesting. I began my career as, a, as an equity analyst, and the way I had learned, the way we, had, we were taught in B school how to value companies was to look at their free cash flow, which is the cash flow that is generated from their business. And you look at the cash flow this month, next month, and you project it out all the way into the future, and you add it all up and discount it with some sort of rate of return. And that's your value of the company. Your valuation is a is directly related to the free cash flow of the company. But what did we have here? You look at this tech IPO, and the prospectus of the company says, we do not make money. Not only do we not make money, we do not know at what point in the future we will begin to make money. So, so don't do not expect your valuation of our company to include the prospects of us ever making any money. Now you work that out. How much would a traditional equity analyst value this company? No way. And the I'd say, see, the only way you invest is what's my return. <laughs> what am I getting back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you remember. You, 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 you bring in a very good point in conventional way. First, people used to see if I go way back, people used to see how much dividend you're paying. You remember exactly. those days, and yes, th that was a regular income return on my, my return on the money they invested on a on a monthly basis or yearly basis. And then you looked at okay, stock price went up, so both were looked at it. Yeah, and and now here's a company that isn't making money, does not know when they are going to make money. Uh, forget dividends; uh, we're not even sure what kind of cash flows they're going to have. And this isn't a a uh, flash in the pan. Every other tech company that's gone to IPO lately seems to have the interruption. Kind of the other piece which I see is the new word, uh, not a new word, but word being very prominent for the last few years. Earlier, as you rightly said, see what's the cash flow? How much cash will generate? What would be the income? Now the word being asked, the question being asked is, what is your cash burn? What's your burn rate? You're proud of the burn rate. <laughs> see, see the difference. I'm an investor. I used to ask, okay, so uh, what's my return? Now he's saying, okay, what's your burn rate? How much you need? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and if you're being too conservative with burning my money, then maybe I don't think you're valuable enough. That's just crazy. And that's the whole point of the smallest finger on your hand, which is the pinky finger, which is there is a new 
trust-based mathematics <coughs> that is at work. Pinky finger, of course, we use because pinky promise, and it's an easy way to remember. But you're valuing a company based on promises that they're not necessarily making, but you're inferring based on the story that they're telling you, and you trust that. And so this new kind of math is starkly different from the sort of mathematics we were taught in business school. And the, math, the mathematics that is still taught in business school as part of the valuation work. And and this isn't about IPOs alone. This isn't about Silicon Valley, pixie dust. This is about, you see in politics, you look at uh, business deals, you're seeing this come up everywhere else. What's happening is, is the following. There is mathematics which is predictable. And, um, and it's used in cases where you need proof. So for example, if, if someone is taking a mortgage, the mortgage company is going to say, well, I'd like to see that they have proof of income in going back a few months, and then I'm going to use that proof of past data to infer that your future data will be similar, and therefore I can give you a loan, right? That's how things work in the world as we know it. The problem with that mathematics is it only works when the world yesterday and the day before was working the same way as today and tomorrow and day after tomorrow in the future. The challenge is that the world is no longer working the way it has in the past because of technology, because of the upheaval in society, because of the changes to economics and politics and business. The world is changing dramatically all too frequently which means any mathematics that requires past data and draws a straight line out of the, that past data into the future is likely to be wrong. And that shift is perceptible everywhere. That's the challenge that the modern worker and the modern leader and the future worker and the future leader has to deal with, which is, how do you now plan for a future where the past no longer serves as, serves as a reference? Your past data is not enough for you to think about the future. Two, in which case you're going to have to deal with uncertainties, unknowns, and somewhat of a mystery. How do you make sense of this mystery? How does this sense-making empower you? How does it give you clarity and confidence to proceed into the future? And then how do you use this confidence to inspire other people into the same action? I'll give you an example just to make this clear. Uh, Elon Musk uh, goes on a, Elon Musk, the, the head of uh, several companies, but in this case, Tesla, which is a listed company. And Tesla, uh, of course, is uh, is changing the world of electric cars, and uh, and of course, it's a listed company. So the analysts come in, and they want to know, well, how much is your burn? How much money are you going to make? How much money are you going to make per car? How many cars are you going to make? Those sort of very obvious mathematical questions. And at some point in this completely um, uh, uh, amazing conversation it's a great uh, conversation if you can watch read the transcript or hear the call at some point in this conversation elon musk says uh, he cuts the analyst cuts an analyst 
mm-hmm. halfway through their question and says, wait a second, that's a boring question. If you ask me such boring questions, I'm going to go to YouTube and watch something interesting. You're boring me. Ask me something interesting. That's unbelievable. That's unheard of. It's, <laughs> it's just shocking. But what's more, in in another part of the same call, he then paints a picture of the future. He says, look, in the future, people are not going to, people are asking about autonomous cars. And he says, look, we have to think about autonomy and car ownership in a different way. People are not going to own one car. They're just going to, you know, a car will take them from point A to point B. And it's kind of like a taxi, but but it's not a robot. It's not, it's a self-driven taxi, right? So essentially what's happening is, He's describing a future where cars are not owned by individuals, and therefore the autonomy required to drive those cars will be of a certain type. And of course, the claim he's making is Uber, uh, is Tesla has that sort of autonomy, and therefore it's the company of the future. He's painting a picture. Now, two interesting things. One, he says, your mathematical questions of precision this and precision that, I mean, come on, it's boring and I'm just going to switch off and watch something, you know, a cat video on YouTube or whatever. So one, your old math is boring. And two, you have to look at the future as a story that I'm about to tell you because only then will it make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, that's now, a very valid point, yeah. Amazing, right? Now, the thing is, this sort of trickery was previously the domain of crooks and crooked politicians and and hucksters. Uh, maybe I'm using three words for essentially the same kind of person, but uh, this used to be somebody, you know, you know, snake oil merchant is, is another word you might think of, who paints a picture about some hokey you know, future and, and then people buy it and then he takes your money and disappears. That's that's how the story used to go. But that the thing is, it's now a tool which even the good guys use because people understand the power of stories. People get, if if I tell you a story in numbers, I'm going to bore you. Uh, in fact, if you make a book and you put two charts in it, you automatically drop the number of people that will buy and read the book because they find it boring. But if you tell a story, Malcolm Gladwell style, then people will line up to buy it. And so people get stories, it appeals to their intuition, it gives them clarity and confidence. Numbers do not move people. No one goes to war uh, and is willing to subject themselves to death or kill some other human because you have a great Excel sheet. It just, I mean, doesn't work that way. People go to war because they believe a story and they're being motivated enough to do something um, so, so drastic. And that's the power of storytelling that every human uh, worker in the future has to learn to master and understand and participate in because stories give us purpose, stories give us clarity, stories give us confidence, stories give us the clarity to move into an uncertain future. They serve as guide maps and roadmaps. I think that's uh, brilliant, Gaurav, and I fully agree with you. Uh, the environmental change driven by new thinking is forcing people to come out of 
thinking in a very conventional way. That is what it was. It is being challenged. The example you gave of Elon Musk, what is happening in the stock market, what people used to look at, and the word used to be widow share kind of stuff was also the retirement share. They used to say dividends and all that consistency gone through the window. And look at who is the highest stock price, which had made no money for many years, was Amazon, am I right? And yeah, uh, yeah. so, and those guys, uh, if somebody would have looked at the dividend and and and, and, uh, and their earnings in the initial part of their business, they would have deprived themselves of a huge opportunity for wealth creation. Uh, Gaurav, we'll take a short break here and we'll t- continue our discussion after the break. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com again that's jeff spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com voice america is where you are and where you want to be join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available don't forget to view all our live events including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events Exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. Uh, I have with me Gaurav Rastogi today from California. We are continuing our very intriguing discussions about how a human worker in the age of AI, artificial intelligence, machine intelligence, MI and a lot of robotics around, how they can perform to their <coughs> sorry peak performance. In other terms, a human worker becoming yogi at work. <coughs> Sorry. And when I say yogi at work, as we have been insisting in the program, it's not yoga. It's not just exercise. It's mentally, spiritually, physically, you're aligned to give a peak performance. And you enjoy doing it. You're not behaving like a machine and getting bored. So, uh, 
got a very interesting discussion in first session. Now we talked about how investors, stock market or the market is rewarding ideas, not a pure math. So there's a new math emerging. There is storytelling which is creating success. Then uh, there is a power of trust there. So what I see here is, especially with the impact of MI, machine intelligence and artificial intelligence and all the robotics coming in, the way to look at what a human being is doing and will be doing is already dramatically changing. So basically the new math is allowing the human mind for everybody to open up to new possibilities. Start thinking in a new way. Do not promote mediocrity that there is a system, just follow it. Like you're putting a widget from place A, putting in a machine called B. That uh, a robot can do. But what a human being can contribute with his physical, mental, emotional and spiritual capability truly, that is coming to the forefront now. If you do not possess or if you do not uh, uh, develop that capability, you may be out of place absolutely with machine intelligence, artificial intelligence, a lot of other things happening around you, uh, defeating the whole purpose of what you were able to do as a guy just following uh, a process written on past experiences. So, so in a way, the way I look at it is that this whole environment is pulling human race out of mediocrity and thinking something which only a human being is capable of thinking. And that is looking into future and how to reach there, imagining the way you talked about Elon Musk, what he's talking about. Nobody would have thought about it in the past and nobody could justify that concept by numbers at this point of time. But over a period of time, he will even, he will even be able to justify by numbers and people will be shocked when the numbers are so damn good. Uh, but conceptualization, visualizing things and that is what a human being needs and that is what the yogis used to perfect. That you're not just following somebody, you're coming out with new creative ideas, you're looking into future, visualizing, yeah definitely self-reflecting, you're, you're doing a lot of combined things together. So in the next two or three uh, segments of our uh, discussion today, let's talk about how could one develop these capabilities and we'll keep relating to the examples of things happening around us. Sure, Mahesh. Um, let me uh, reflect on what you were saying and, I, and, I, and I, there are two things that I'd like to, uh, to bring up here. Uh, one is what does this, all of this have to do with yoga? Not just the studio yoga but the wide spiritual discipline of yoga. That uh, that's one question, and the other is, um, uh, what does it have to do with um, uh, with uh, with data, and the ability to handle data and make sense of data and so on? Uh, let me let me an answer them um, with uh, with with a slight a bit of an aside. Uh, one of the big things we do in yoga, not just the studio yoga, but the spiritual discipline of yoga is uh, we learn uh, the art of pranayam, which is the ability, the practice of breathing and breath management. But it's not merely breath management or extension of breath, as people might translate it loosely. It's actually management of all personal energy, every bit of energy that animates us. 
And the thing that strikes me, it's wordplay, is the following. Uh, when you take in a breath, um, you inspire. When you, when you push out a breath, you expire. And when someone dies, they have expired. Because literally what expired means is you have, you've, 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 you've breathed out your last and that somebody has expired. And when somebody has taken in a breath, they are inspired. And the connection to everything we've said in the first segment is this, the ability to feel awe, the ability to, uh, to be inspired, and the ability to inspire others into action and motivation is all deeply connected to uh, our own energies. One, when we are inspired, we are motivated to act. And that allows us to, to do things, move mountains even, if needed. And as a human, uh, breathing is what humans will continue to do and machines will continue to not breathe. Which means that the ability to inspire and expire will uniquely remain human. Not merely in the physical way of breathing, you know, in air and out air, but also the ability to inspire yourself and others and move others through this through this inspiration now let's connect back uh, some of the dots uh, and go a little further back in time uh, when people uh, in the past uh, in the evenings when you didn't have light and you had all the time to look at the skies uh, uh, our ancients did look at the skies and when they looked at the, the stars they saw shapes and they saw shapes not because those shapes existed in a straight curve, but because they could conceptually connect the dots and see Orion the hunter. They could see the big bear. They could see um, all sorts of constellations in the sky. And that connecting of dots and the, the creation of the telling of those stories allowed ancient people to, to understand the world around them. That same capability to to work in an incomplete information uh, situation, which is to say there are infinite number of things I can know about the world today, but I only know a handful of things right now. And, and so I'm presented with only a few dots of data around me. Can I connect those dots and make a shape out of them? And that's the job that today's leaders are doing. That's the job that Steve Jobs were do, was doing when when he, uh, in fact, that, that's a big part of what Steve Jobs did all the time, is he would always connect the dots and give people the big picture view of what's going on. He would give people the story of what's happening. And people understand the story. People are moved by the story. People are excited by the story. And people look forward to the unfolding of the story as it happens. Those are things that move us as humans. And those are the things that move our culture forward. And that storytelling, we often, uh, our education system, unfortunately, my yours and mine, has has failed us in, in, in prepping us for this storytelling, even though it's the most human skill. Uh, but we were taught in school to look at dry facts and dry data and put them on charts and tables and and be able to only treat those as facts. In fact, I still remember uh, my 
physics teacher would would penalize us if we had two data points and we made a curve that extended outside those data points we would immediately be penalized because of course <laughs> you do not project um, um you do not project outside of the data that you already have mm-hmm. right but connecting the dots in the leadership sense is almost always about you know projecting outside the data that you have because the data that you have is always going to be limited so coming back to um to to the future of of uh, the human worker as well as human leaders the ability to see things the ability to see things uh, without complete information mm-hmm. the ability to not only see things without incomplete information but also find meaning and clarity in those that seeing that action mm-hmm. that story mm-hmm. and then use that meaning to move yourself and influence others through your words or your actions all of these are intricately connected mm-hmm. and these are the most essential human skills that you can have possibly these predate uh, spoken language the ability mm-hmm. to paint the ability to tell stories the ability to imagine possibly predates language mm-hmm. yeah because it's so innately human I think uh, you bring in a very good point here. So if if we have to look at how how one should behave or act for and I'm trying to relate that to the peak performance of a human being, let's say for example, uh, and uh, removing some of the misconceptions and and and, and clarifying on the concept also on our subject. on the new math that how does people accept new math and why should they accept a new math i was just looking at the very basics of it sure. and, and and if you are looking at those kind of thing it, it's very easy to believe in as you had earlier said the past numbers and the processes you can go with that very difficult to see the future and all this kind of stuff you gave some examples also so now in our terms what you have been talking about that why you have to um when we used two words yoga and and, and yogi and and for us uh, yoga is not the guy with a perfectly toned body doing yoga and wearing a lululemon clothing <laughs> you know are you describing me i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> so so for us for 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 a human being to survive in in current environment that's not what you want to be yeah that could be part of it that for 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 your physical well-being you do but in terms of yogi doing yoga fine uh, it's okay to wear lululemon or whatever you want to wear with that but effectively what a yogi does the best is it it kind of connects your body and mind in a very disciplined manner and what it would do is it may take out not take nothing for granted you look at future i'm saying something is happening it's fine but just ignore there is there is much more for us in the future and don't get bogged down and take things granted uh, on on something on emotional grounds or love it or i've seen it and this is the only way this happens you know and and then also you and i know that 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 yogis used to uh, be defined as somebody who used to do the the duties their duties and rather the actions to fulfill their duties in a very perfect way 
I, I remember a few episodes ago you talked about that do not look at the result of your actions. If your direction is right, you're putting the right effort, you'll reach somewhere. That is what Elon Musk says. That is what all of those successful guys are saying who are looking into future. You know, that start the journey once you have that vision, but go in a very disciplined way, like a true yogi, where you're performing your dutiful actions and you're not desiring the fruits. It will come in a way and you will reach certain stage, which is way beyond those fruits. So now why I'm trying to say that to relating it to the results and other pieces, which are, which is common for the business life. I've invested this much money, how much dividend I'll get every month or every year. And where yeah. would be that stock price two years from now? What would be the cash flow? No, that was not, uh, that used to happen. That's not the trend now, if you want to be successful. Because the people who are succeeding today, knowingly or unknowingly, they have become the successful guys and corporate is corporate yogis. Like you gave example of months, he said, you're talking about boring things. You're talking about numbers. Let's talk about a new concept. Yeah. Let's so look into the future up. and start my journney here. Sorry, yeah, sorry but you're right. Uh, you, the, the interesting thing is, is this: uh, the business world, until very recently, has been led by people who are great at at fine, very fine number work. Yeah. So when Walmart grows three percent in revenues, it's the result of a very intricately laid out plan, right? And very detailed, it's tracked uh, down to the last number and last store and last inventory item and so on, right? Those things, you can get a 3% increase in revenues as a result of a plan. But WhatsApp getting 600 million users in a few quarters from start, 600 yeah. million, this is, I'm talking about many years ago, this data, right? Yeah. That is nothing short of a miracle. Yeah. You cannot do that sort of thing with a plan. And every company that has tried to do this kind of stuff with a plan has failed. Mm -hmm. And they have failed because uh, it's not be, not because planning is a problem. It's not that. Mm -hmm. It's that lack of imagination is a problem. Correct. And it's yeah. that people think that if I have figured it out on Excel, I have figured it out in the real world. It's not true. It is not true at all. Sorry, and, and, and you're so right figuring out an Excel and looking at what would I get at the end of it. But if they would have thought about it, that what would be my return on it, X amount of dollars or something, when will I get it? They would probably not start journey. And let me tell you, there are lots of people, brilliant ideas. They would not start the journey because the, the reason or the motivation for them to start that journey on their idea is that how much or what would be the return of it? and they are not able to convince themselves that the return whether it will come or not if it comes is it sufficient enough so they keep debating in their mind and not starting the journey itself yeah so, in fact uh, that that's a classic uh, so two left feet sort of problem where you know people who don't know how to dance right uh, always say look I'm waiting for the right thing or my moves or I'm waiting for this time or that time they're not jumping into the dance until every condition is right and of course because they're not they're not jumping in, they're never going to get the right conditions. You always miss the beat. You always miss the, the break that you're about to get. I absolutely uh, agree with you. And, and God, this two left feet. <laughs> we'll, start, <laughs> we'll start the next session, next segment of our uh, program today with the two left feet. And uh, why don't bother? Create a new dance. 
of two left feet. So uh, and be creative uh, and think about it and find a way and make it very impressive and don't look for the return or the embarrassment. Uh, we'll take a short break now and we'll continue our discussions in next session. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Welcome back. You're listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. I have with me uh, Gaurav Rastogi from California. We are having a very interesting discussion on the new math, the power of trust, how to visualize, how to look into future, and how to use it for moving forward in life as well as in work not get bogged down by the past data analysis and, 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 and looking at things in a very different way and different way which can create success for you, which can make a human being do what a human being is created to do. All right. And uh, uh, in last segment, uh, Gaurav and you and I were discussing about a guy who's got two left feet. How would he dance? And is he waiting for everything to be perfect before he jumps in? But my question here to myself is, how do I use two left feet to create a new dance? Maybe a unique <laughs> dance, maybe the best dance, but initially I may be embarrassed, like Amazon not generating any cash, any profit in the earlier years, or somebody else not creating enough cash flow. So that's the power of thinking in the current times. Right. 
See, the thing is, people people are uh, are paralyzed by by data, and more paralyzed by the lack of data. And and they spend a lot of time gathering the data and testing the thesis and hypothesis and and then and then realizing they've collected too much data and now they're unable to make sense of it. A lot of this kind of stuff happens in, in corporate bureaucracies, corporate boardrooms where safety is important. The challenge uh, that uh, companies face, and, uh, and that's the challenge of the entrepreneur, and that's why people, the entrepreneur, uh, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur is filled with excitement and dread simultaneously, is you're at the other end of the spectrum. Let me change the topic for a couple of minutes and I'll bring it back for you. Um, in the yoga system, <clears throat> the way we look at the universe, because truly the objective of the yoga system is to plumb the depths of, uh, of, of experience and reality and to understand the true nature of reality. So there are three words that we tend to use. The first one is gyat, which is what is known, which is you know things that you can count and measure and so on. Then there's um, uh, gye, which is things that can be known, right? And, and then there's Akye, things that cannot be known, right? And so there are three things, basically. One is things that are known, things that are not known but can be known, and things that are not knowable at all. Now, what does that mean? It means if you have, if you have an ocean, and you want to know how deep the ocean is, and you send down a one-mile rope, and you bring it back up, and you realize that it hasn't reached the bottom of the ocean. So you send down a two-mile rope, and it yet hasn't reached uh, the bottom of the ocean. You send a million-mile rope, and it still comes back, and it's still short. You don't know if you've reached the end of the, the, the if you reached the bottom of the ocean, right? Mm-hmm. Now. Someone who's waiting for all all sorts of data and all sorts of proof is going to find that they're plumbing the you know the depth of a universe or an ocean which is infinitely deep. They're never going to find the end. There's always infinity, Mahesh. Uh-huh. What that means is you can't know everything. So someone who believes that they must have all the data prior to them acting is going to be paralyzed into inaction. On the other hand, someone who embraces the mystery, someone who says, look, I can't know everything. In fact, everything is not knowable, period, because I only have so much mental capacity and this this universe has only so much information bearing capacity, right? So therefore, I can say, look, I understand that the mystery is not something I can remove by adding more and more data to my collection. I just have to say, there is a mystery. I'm never going to be able to get around it. Let me go out and do something. And that is a completely different game. Now, let me bring it back, as I promised, to the corporate world. In a corporate world, the conventional model has always been, uh, let me figure everything out before I act, because um, because it's important to be safe and so on. Got it. But the entrepreneur's job is to let me act and therefore figure things out. You see yeah. the difference? One says, let me figure out before I act. So they are mm-hmm. paralyzed into inaction. The other guy says, let me act 
and you know most of the times the entrepreneurs fail right we all know that but sometimes they don't and when they don't wonderful miraculous things happen and that is the nature of the uh, the world right now because machines as you were saying in the beginning of the section with knowable data machines will be able to handle knowable all the known data and all the knowable data machines will be able to handle and digest it's not a question of computation or capacity or you know storage capacity anymore as much storage is relatively cheap computation capacity is relatively cheap and becoming cheaper by the year so machines will handle the known and knowable part of your business what machines cannot handle is the mystery right and the ability to embrace that mystery is what sets us apart from your from machines the ability to uh, look at random dots and make you know make here's a hunter or here's a bear or here's you know, here's a, a battering ram or whatever all these things only a human can do all those stories only a human can do and we are moved ourselves by these stories other people are moved by the same stories religion in most religions are essentially made up stories and people are moved to the point of killing each other because that's how humans are that's what moves us yeah and so if you're running a company you're not running a company of robots because here's the good news if you're running a company of robots pretty soon you're going to have a company of robots humans are no longer going to be needed because everything that you can automate with a machine you will automate with a machine it will be cheaper it will be more efficient it will be more effective to work with a robot yeah i but, agree with you yeah but there's room for human creativity there's yeah. room for human ingenuity there's room for human energy yeah. and that's that's culture of course that's high think, art of course i think this is the time i want to elaborate more on that we'll take a break right here and we'll continue with this in our next session gaurav what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events.
TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Welcome back. You're listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. I have with me Gaurav Rastogi from California, and we are in the last segment of a very interesting discussion on how to build the belief system and uh, get away from the past mindset. Gaurav, as you rightly said uh, earlier, that in God we trust. Rest can become data. Get uh, rest has to bring the data <laughs> for us to believe it. But gone are the de- those days if. If it was only database decision making, uh, the, the the leap to the future, which is happening all around us today, would have been delayed quite a bit because there are no data of future. So uh, the question here is, how do you cultivate, build, and um, work with the belief system? How could one do? Right. Uh, good news with building a belief system is that. In fact, uh, we are hardwired for that sort of storytelling as humans. We're designed for uh, for this, so it's not something that we need to acquire. Uh, but it the trust in our own innate ability to tell tell and learn stories uh, that trust needs to be rebuilt because we have educated it out of us through our system of education, and that uh, trusting. Is all about getting started, but get started with what? To to, to be able to, uh, you can't. Uh, you know, there's a very mus, uh, the very famous uh, quote, Marcel Proust, right? Who said uh, that the journey of. Um, let me let me just find it. Um, um, so this is a, the the real voyage of discovery consists not in seeking new landscapes but in having new eyes oh, so nice so so, yeah, so the new eyes to look at things differently and even exploring the future exactly so the being able to see that the world is different being able to see things that are about to be being able to connect the dots with the way things are right now and being able to live with an unfinished data set and still act is something that we can learn again because we've always done that as human beings. It's innate to us. So what, what this, this habit that we have acquired of not acting until we have all the data, like you said, in God we trust everyone else must bring data. If you wait for data, you will possibly wait for too long beyond uh, its, its utility because the data will be dated, so to speak. So so now to act for the future, you have to be willing to suspend this always hankering for you know completely accurate, up-to-date data and saying, look, there's some part that I cannot 
um, see, and it's all right. I'm okay. I have embraced the mystery. Let me move forward. But that doesn't mean you're you're now giving in to uh, to superstition. You always test your story with data as it's coming in. But you act first and test later, instead of testing first and acting later. And this reversal of order is all that's needed. It is it, it's entirely human for us to uh, to do it, but we have programmed it out of us through the system of education. We just have to remember it. Yeah, because we have, the human being in in past few decades, <laughs> they have been tuned towards look at the data, decipher it, add, subtract, whatever you do with that, and make a decision basis that. I think the visualization part of it to train the brain was there in certain segments, but not common. You know, uh, that's interesting you say that. In fact, uh, that's a very precise skill that people should learn, and I highly advocate it, which is uh, start doodling, start sketching. Even if you have, you know, you know, bad sketching, don't worry about it. Doodle, sketch, see things, arrange things with your hand. And Mahesh, what you and I have done for our own series of talks is this: we have um, we have uh, created a mind map. And once you have a mind map, you're tapping into the mapping visual field of the human mind. And now you're, we are able to to have a long-range series of conversations because we have a map. We can see what we're about to say and we are no longer uh, waiting for, you know, gathering all the facts. Once we see it, the facts gather themselves. Right. right? And so it's a very discreet skill that people can learn uh, how to mind map, how to sketch, how to doodle, how to tell stories, how to how to understand the shape or and trajectory of stories, how to understand the emotional appeal of stories, how to influence other people using the emotional the the emotional appeal of stories. All of these are are learnable skills. I have spent years trying to learn them. I'm sure you have too, as well as a leader. And those are skills that we can learn on top of our innate ability to tell stories. Correct, correct, correct. No, I, I totally agree with you. So basically what I what I see here happening currently and for, for success in future is, is first, we all know now there is a new math. And the way old math was being used so successfully till now is no more a success factor that you add, decipher, um, uh, whatever you do with the data, then make a decision, then you're making your decisions on the past practices, not going to take you to the future, but it will keep you rolling for some time. But instead, develop yourself, connect your body, mind, and, and, and align it in a disciplined manner that you are able, as you said, sketching. So sketching, you're using your mind as well as what you've done is you're using your body, your fingers. So what you've done is you've aligned it in such a manner that you're creating something new. And I, I really like the way you said, even if you're not good, if you start, you'll reach somewhere. If you don't start, that I don't know how to draw, you'll never learn it. You know, these, there are some art schools for seniors nowadays to learn painting. So see how happy they are, even if they make a bad painting. That's fine. So, so for, 
for a human worker in my mind the way it looks like for future uh, first acknowledge that there is a new math so second there is have faith in the belief system look at the future visualize things train yourself that the common practices acknowledged practices accepted practices may not be valid it is better to look into future create something and if even if you're not doing it you train yourself in such a disciplined manner that you adapt to it otherwise you'll be out of place because somebody else is thinking somebody else is doing and if you're not even aligned then you're in a conflict mode so to oversimplify <laughs> what i say is uh, yes new math adapt to it build the belief system if you cannot do it look for your surrounding where this is happening and become a part of it <clears throat> so that's what i see um, gaurav and uh, we are now almost uh, at a time when we may be ending to we, we are uh, at the end of our show so if you have any closing comments sure uh, what i'd say is uh, recognizing that the mathematics that we've been taught in school is a small subset of the the infinite varieties of mathematics that are available 1 plus 1 is not always 2 sometimes one steve and another steve can create a trillion dollar company and and that also is mathematics it's just a new kind of mathematics new not because it's been invented new but new to us because we haven't opened our eyes to it and that is the second part which is the ability to open your own eyes our own eyes the ability to see things and perceive them as different all of these are learnable skills and not only are they learnable they must be learnt now recognizing that the ordinary linear math the predictable math that we were taught in school is going to be the domain of computers because they'll already know how to do this our job is the new kind of math our job is to be creative our job is to create something that doesn't exist by seeing things before they happen and then making them happen that's what humans are great at and that's what we are being called to do now perfect garav thank you so much uh, for a very intriguing discussion and uh, um i think uh, it opens new set of eyes to look at what we do every day and how should we be looking at our journey of doing things so thank you so much and have a wonderful day